You guys, John and I were talking about what friend's character we are. And John says that I'm Monica. And I don't think 100%. he's wrong. 100%. <laughs> I don't 100%. think he's wrong. <laughs> um, 100%. 100%. There's, no, there's not even a question. Damn it. <laughs> well, who are you, yeah. Bree? what I do for my job (laughs) no okay when we were talking about that that's all I could think about is like Sean is Sean is Chandler because we (laughs) that's okay though because now we can get married Shauna since I'm Monica oh cute I love that for us (laughs) love that for us except (laughs) I'm supposed to marry Brie if things go south do you see this so I know that you guys made Oh, Darla. She's just a a stealer. I know you guys made that pact a while ago, but, like, I'm offended that I'm not included in the marriage pact. Listen, it was earlier before I really knew what throuples were, so I'm willing to negotiate. (laughs) Yeah, it is 2021. We can now now evolve from HLPs to sister wives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wait wait, wait. sister wait sister wise doesn't apply because that means we're all married to the same person yeah, i don't want to be involved each in other. this at all Poly- never <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> no room let's we'll be a throuple yeah, yeah. i love God, that we would us. be the cutest couple we Ugh. all of us holding hands oh God, <laughs> all of us doing our vacation together. pictures oh my the god cutest. <laughs> our family <laughs> pictures Oh my god! Stop. All the animals together. Oh, all the animals. All the oh my goodness, guys! We could have like a farm of like dogs and cats. Yes. Farm. Like so many pet babies. Why aren't we actually doing this? Um. Okay, I'm gonna need you guys to start working on those divorces, and then we need to figure <laughs> out where we're all living. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the problem is picking a place to live more so than that's getting rid of the husbands. <laughs> Because we all can't agree on where we're living. <laughs> That's true. No, the blooper has to be where we talk about what friends' characters we are. Wait, one. I still need to, like, 100%. I, I still need confirmation of, like, which character Shauna is. Like, are we sure it's Chandler? <sighs> okay, Might she's not Ross. Ross. Ross is the absolute fucking worst. And nobody <laughs> is Ross. <laughs> right? That's Shauna's like, oh. I'm Ross. <laughs> No, you're not Ross. <laughs> I'm tr- like I'm trying to think of their individual personalities. Like Ross is honestly we don't have a just Joey. a douchebag. We don't uh, have a Joey. Yeah, we, we need... don't have. No, we don't have a Joey. There's only we three of us, so we're missing three of them either way. I know, Rachel... but I'm. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I was almost gonna say like a mix of Monica and Rachel. You are for a you. mix of Monica and Rachel. Thanks guys. You're but if we had to pick one, then I guess I would, you're Monica. Monica. I would love to be Rachel fully, but you know, 
I have some traits about me that I share with Monica. I was going to say, if I'm not Chandler, then I might be Monica, too. <laughs> Rules are fun. <laughs> yeah. But you don't like cleaning. That's true. I don't That's like why I was like, well, maybe Shauna can be Rachel, but Shauna's not as, like, snobby as Rachel is. No. I'm a little snobby. <laughs> I didn't say. <laughs> bougie. We'll, we'll call you bougie. Yeah. She does. Does Rachel throw any tantrums? Who <laughs> throws tantrums? No, Monica throws a Rachel. lot of tantrums. I feel like Rachel does both too. Both Monica and Rachel do. Yeah. Okay, I can be a mixture. Shit, you are Chandler though. Like yeah, now, that I think, like every time you're uncomfortable, you'd like use humor to deflect. But I feel like you're. <laughs> I feel like you're a combination of Rachel and Chandler because Rachel's also very emotional and like cries at any sign of like confrontation. Rachel always cries. Why would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> See? That's, you're like a combo Rachel Chandler. Or Chandler. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's fucking Ross because he's the worst. The worst. Do you know that yeah, when they originally that's... made that show, it was going to be all about Ross and he was going to be the main character? Ross Ew. is too, like, Ross has not, doesn't have enough personality to be the main character. Like, he literally and... is no personality except for he just, like, is a relationship hopper like that's his personality yeah and they handpicked that actor for ross's character because of that was like their plan for the show was for it to be about him and then yeah well i mean i like david Schwim- schwimmer swimmer yeah. swimmer uh, he's funny like he i, I think like ross is really actor. funny i love the actor but i just hate the his character. actual character of ross like he has his funny moments but honestly would have been better if they made him gay <gasps> That would have been good. Oh my god! I wish they would do because he is gay. Like Ross is gay, but he's like the reason he's such an asshole and like hops from relationship to relationship is because he's closeted gay. This is but everybody thinks that you seem passionate about it. (laughs) I will die on this hill. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody thinks that Chandler is gay. What because his mom is a or his dad is a drag queen. Like, yeah. he has, that makes no sense. He has sense. a, what do they say in that episode? They're like, you have a quality. Yeah, and I never, like, sensed that or saw it. It's like, I always saw that or sensed it in Ross. Like, he has this, like, feminine kind of, like, attitude way about him. Sensitivity, <laughs> attitude, like, or I guess I shouldn't say feminine and, like, specifically assign that to a gender, but he just is 100% like gay and that's why he can't commit to like any of his relationships and that's why he tanks all of them and then that's yeah that I, could go, I could twist. go on I could go that would have been a good I feel twist like, especially because the show was set in New York like you cannot tell me that you have six fucking friends like who see each other every fucking day and not one of them is gay like phoebe is not even bisexual like come on phoebe is but bi- like 100 percent bisexual it was the it was the times. she loves everyone there's so many homophobic jokes in friends i know yeah all right yeah anyways uh, 23 okay. minutes five six seven eight <laughs> <laughs> that's all right hello and welcome to the trials and error podcast 
We are three friends trying different wellness challenges and other stuff. I'm Melanie. I'm Shauna. And I'm Brianna. discussing crystals and tarot cards. So we practiced or I guess implemented uh, tarot cards and crystals every single day this week. Um, whether that was, oh, I don't know like what exactly we were doing. <laughs> we used crystals and tarot cards in our daily life for the last right. week. Yeah, because I'm like, obviously all of us did not do like the same exact thing like every single day. But yeah, yeah so we implemented tarot cards and crystals every day this week. Into our daily life. Into our daily lives. And we are going to share some of our experiences. So Melanie and I actually both did research on this. Um, I have a feeling that Melanie is going to have a lot to say about crystals because she's crystal queen and she has like crystal grids and and everything and like goes the whole nine yards so i cannot wait to hear about manifestations yeah i cannot hear wait to hear about your experience calling me crystal queen is like such a compliment yeah it's true take the compliment okay okay um so i think what I'll do is I'll just share a little bit of the research that I did behind crystals. We'll start with crystals, and then Melanie, you can supplement that, or you can share your research as well, and then we'll share our experiences this week. So, yeah. When I was looking up crystals, first of all, I feel like I've had crystals before even researching the meanings behind them and stuff and I feel like that's okay I feel like you don't have to be an expert in crystals in order to have them in your life and and have those tools around your home and in your jewelry collection or wherever you might have them but I think it's a cool way to or I think it's cool to know a little bit of background behind them and I actually found like a few interesting things um, so crystals, I feel like, are tangible ways to connect the energies within ourselves with the energies in the universe. They've been around for hundreds and thousands of years as a way of spiritual healing. And basically, a theory is that energy vibrates, and so the vibrations within these crystals help the vibrations in your body match to those higher vibrations so in other words like just crystals help you with the good vibes and then I found the this one individual his name's Marcel Vogel who was actually a scientist uh, kind of a spiritual scientist but a scientist nonetheless worked for IBM helped develop like crystals in like the, the CD discs and um, with L liquid crystal displays so lcd has also contributed to that so very like scientific then he had like a whole spiritual route that he went down through and tying that into science where he found that through vibrations rocks 
or crystals can store thoughts much like tapes store sound through magnetic and energy so I thought that was really cool and there's like a whole you could go down a whole rabbit hole through that and he like helped develop crystals to like shape them in the best ways that would like help the energy go through them and help you heal and focus your intentions and everything they're called vogel crystals wow i didn't know that that's 10 out of 10 would recommend googling marcel vogel v-o-g-e-l and vogel crystals and if anything if you don't want to get that deep into it if anything it's just really fun to go down that route and kind of see spirituality and and science kind of intermingle so anyways coming back around (laughs) we're coming to intentions so crystals hold our intentions and boost the energy of our intentions to help with manifestations and so the way that you do that first step is to choose a crystal and there's no wrong way to choose a crystal it can be for a specific intention because different crystals help with different spiritual and you know, physical properties, uh, or you can just go with your gut and go with your intuition and pick whatever crystal kind of speaks to you. I think a good beginner crystal would be either a clear quartz, a rose quartz, or an amethyst. That's just yes, girl. my recommendation. I think those are really good beginner ones. Wait, why? Because, so... well, yeah, go ahead, Melanie. You have your crystal book. Clear quartz is like the probably the one I would recommend that everyone has just because it is the one that can be used for multiple things and it um it's also really inexpensive. And then amethyst is actually I don't have an amethyst but I want one. But that one is good for like energy. And then rose quartz is like always related back to like romantic and so if people are having like relationships problems usually rose quartz is what is used for that too what makes something like a good beginner crystal i don't i've never like aren't they all like are there levels of difficulty in the crystals (laughs) well some of them will be really expensive um but preface i don't know anything about crystals everybody this is shauna (laughs) i know nothing (laughs) Here, I'll read read you. So um, in the book that I am going to talk about, sorry, Brie, do you want to finish though? No, go ahead and read. So the book that I recommend everybody to get if you're going to start with crystals is called Crystals for Beginners by Karen Frazier. She has her 10 crystal workhorses and it just says, while all crystals have unique healing properties, some are more powerful and are versatile than others. Think of these as your crystal starter kit, true workhorse workhorses everyone should have and the first one is clear quartz it works with every type of energy and then smoky quartz and citrine i think i'm saying that right or chitrine citrine sure citrine yeah um smoky quartz is a manifestation stone that converts negative energy to positive and then citrine promotes self-esteem and prosperity so those are her like top three that she would recommend And then those three together create a really powerful collection that can help you work with different energetic issues that you're having, that you're trying to use the crystals. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I recommend, so like that was my personal recommendation for clear quartz, rose quartz, and amethyst. Um, Number one, because they're very easily 
found. Like, they're pretty much everywhere. You don't have to, like, search very hard online or um, most stores that carry crystals will for sure have a clear quartz, a rose quartz, and an amethyst. And I think that all three of them just have really good properties for them. So a clear quartz, like Melanie said, works with most energies and is really good for um, providing clarity on what you want to manifest. And it's also a, like a multitasking quartz and they're often used to clean, cleanse and re-energize other crystals and they can also help amplify the other crystals that you have in your collection. So they're just a really good like multitasking all-purpose crystal to have and they're just super easy to find. Um, rose quartz, like Melanie said, is typically more associated with love but is also for connecting to your heart and can be used to support love in all aspects, whether that's friendships, um, family, romance, and even love for yourself. I think that's just a really good one to have, obviously, because we're all about self-love. Lastly, the amethyst. I mean, I'm kind of biased because it's my birthstone, <laughs> but I think that it's, um, it's just a really good crystal to have because it's good for helping you with your intuition, with your wisdom. It's, um, good help with helping to connect with yourself. So it's a really good crystal to like meditate with. And it's also really good for people who are looking, usually people who are going through something with sobriety because it helps with balance and peace within yourself. So it's like a very soothing stone and helps with your stress or worries and helps you kind of achieve that inner peace. So I think those three are just really good to have. Nice. Um, I agree. And I might be a little preemptive on this, but are you guys going to talk about like what you do with them? Like, do you rub them on your body? What do you do with the crystals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Well, I can Definitely. talk about like what I did this week with them, but actually in the book that I have, um, it talks about, it has like some really good ideas that I was going to read. So first, uh, Brie didn't talk about this yet, but you have to make sure that you cleanse your crystals at least once a month. So I always put mine outside during the full moon. Um, that's one way to cleanse your crystals. Another way to cleanse your crystals is put them into water. You can use salt water too, but some crystals you can't. So you have to look them up, the ones that you have, and make sure that they're not going to get ruined by putting them in salt water. You could put them in the sun. Put them in the you sun. Put them in the earth. Mm-hmm. Put them underground. You can smoke them. You can smoke them, yes. With, like, incense, don't, like, try to smoke your... Don't, like, put your crystals no. in a pipe and try to smoke um, it. Like, cleanse them with, like, incense or sage, yeah. Yeah. Um, or with sound, too. If you have, like, sound bowls, you could also cleanse your crystals with those. Yeah, and you always want to cleanse a new crystal that you get, just in case it has any negative energy. And if you mm -hmm. use your crystals for something... For example, like, this week I used to... I used my crystals in a crystal grid, and so since the crystal grid, since I did that, now I need to cleanse them because they've been used heavily. And so, yeah, just make sure that you do that. And then um, this has wait, different... Though. I don't know what a crystal grid is. You're just, like, putting them in a grid and letting them sit there or do, like, There's, like, a lot. I can <laughs> talk about crystal grids. I'll talk about crystal grids when I talk about my experience. 
Okay. I'll explain <laughs> the one that I did. There's lots of different ones. We yeah. could we could talk for like three hours about crystal grids, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, but yes. So here's some ideas for things you can do with crystals. You can tape a piece of fluorite to the bottom of your work chair to help you stay focused. On days when you need a boost of creativity, carry carnelian in a pants pocket, or you can wear it as a bracelet. When you're interacting in a romantic activity, such as going on a date or engaging with your loved one, you'll want to have rose quartz. You can either have in your pocket or wear it. Dropping water-safe crystals in your bathtub to remove any like toxins from your body, like negative energy from your body. And then if you're feeling negative or need an energetic boost, amber is the perfect crystal to boost both happiness and energy. Wear it close to the skin as a bracelet or a ring especially to give yourself a boost. And then this is one that I'm going to do actually when I move into my new home is to sprinkle positive energy crystals such as smoky quartz um, that absorb negative energy around the perimeter of your property or your home to keep negative negativity at bay. And they sell like these really inexpensive like crystal uh, pebble things. And you can buy them and you can sprinkle them around the perimeter of your home. Nice. So yeah, that's different things you can do. Um, the main thing that I do with my crystals is meditate with them. And then I will keep them in my pockets. Like that whatever crystal I meditated with that day, I'll just wear, keep it in my pocket. Mm. Why are you making that face, Shana? I don't know. I'm just wa- imagining you walking around with rocks in your pocket. <laughs> this is a little rock. <laughs> like if someone was like mugging you or something, they're like, "Give me everything in your pockets." You just blow up crystals. Fine, take my crystals. <laughs> I hope they give you good energy. <laughs> like you, please cleanse these first. <laughs> this isn't good for your energy, sir. <laughs> they have my intentions in here. They're really low on energy. You have to put them out during the full moon. It's in two days, sir. Do you understand me? Do you even have a lunar calendar? (laughs) Um, But the biggest thing is that you want to set intentions when you're using your crystals. And that's what you use them for is for manifestation. But there's this like blurb in the book that I have about setting an intention that I wanted to read. If that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So it says, in all the energy healing work that I do, the author does, I often say intention is everything. Your mind is a powerful driver of your reality. Thoughts, words, and actions affect what you are able to manifest, and this always starts with intention. Setting an intention is a powerful aspect of working with crystal healing. The use of crystals to heal specific issues is actually unspoken intent to bring about healing in some aspect of yourself. Defining and giving voice to the intent renders it more powerful. Creating intent is easy. Decide what it is you wish to experience or be. Then make a statement of intent as if you have already achieved that. Using the example of prosperity again, affirm. Using the example of prosperity, you can say, I am prosperous, rather than I want to be prosperous. The combination of I plus the next word is a powerful expression of intent. So if you say, I am prosperous, you create the experience of being, not simply wanting. After expressing your intent aloud or in writing, always end with gratitude. So that's just, I just think that's a really good 
little blurb about like what intention is and an example of what that would look like when you're working with crystals yeah yeah no that's good I'm really glad that you have this book because I don't have any crystal books yeah it's pretty inexpensive I think I got it off Amazon yeah highly recommend check it out for sure so yeah there's there's no wrong way to choose a crystal can be for a specific intention so like when Melanie was reading her excerpts you heard that there's crystals for everything so you can go based on what specific goal or intention you're looking for and then pick a crystal that's associated with that or honestly you could just go crystal shopping and be like I like this one it's the prettiest like there's just I feel like there's no wrong way to go that would be my my method (laughs) yeah just go with your gut go with your intuition just whatever one feels right a lot of times too like people will hold crystals and kind of see which ones that they resonate and connect with um that's a good way to pick one too uh my next bullet point was that crystals are a like a physical tangible tool to ground ourselves and refocus our intentions so they're just really great little reminders to have with you whether you're wearing them as jewelry if you have them in your pocket if you have them under your pillow if you're meditating with them you have them on your desk at work wherever you might keep your crystals they're just really good reminders to help us keep connected to our goals and to keep feeding and connecting to those energies to raise our vibes our good vibes and my next bullet point was cleanse your crystals so when you get a new crystal yes please cleanse it and then when you're also you should cleanse them at least once a month because you are using your crystals energies and trying to align with those vibrations it's really good to just recharge and also like it's good to just connect to multiple aspects in our universe and on our earth you know our crystals and gemstones come from the earth so it's just you connecting back to where you came from and then you know the earth and the moon and the sun are all connected and everything like all of our energy is intertwined so it's it's really good to just like really feel that interconnection and that recharge that you get from the energies around you and my last bullet point was what you do with them so to answer your earlier earlier question Shauna what you do with them is again you can carry them you can wear them you can meditate with them you could place them around your home um, you can place them under your pillow you can put them on your desk at work anything you can put them in your shoe <laughs> That seems uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, that, those were all of my bullet points and all of my research for crystals. All right, do you want me to go first, Brie? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I probably started using crystals two years ago was when I probably really started like getting into it and reading about it. Um, I just got my crystal book like a year ago and that's when I really started learning about it and started using crystal grids and just really like diving into the crystal world. And so I have about 10 crystals right now and I'm always wanting more, but they cost money and so I'm sad because I can't just buy all the ones I want 
I just realized I don't have an amethyst though, and that made me really sad. And now I need one, so probably yeah, gonna go you buy that. Need it. That take this as the justification for you. Yeah. I also Fine. really want a smoky quartz. I don't have a smoky quartz. I have a clear quartz and a rose quartz, but I don't have a smoky quartz. Um, I don't either. You know what? I don't even have a clear quartz anymore. <sighs> I've lost many a crystals over the years, mostly because they. I'll get into why I lose them when I talk about my experience, but. Okay. <laughs> I need a so, new one. So, like I said before, the thing I do the most with my crystals is meditate with them, and I meditate every day, and I usually, right now I have all my crystals just on top of my dresser, and ideally my crystals would be kind of like scattered around my house, but I can't do that because my cats will knock them off, and then I will never see them again. So, they're up on top of my dresser because that's a place my cats don't go. And so I have them up there and I, every morning I'll just look, I'll either do one of two things. I'll think about like what I'm kind of like, how my energy is feeling. And if I feel like I have a specific like problem, I'll choose the crystal that is supposed to help with that specific problem. Or I'll just look at my crystals and pick the one that I'm feeling the most drawn to, um, to meditate with that morning. And I'll meditate with my crystal and then I will, and sometimes I pick two. And then I will, like I said, I put them in my pockets and I usually have my crystal, a crystal in my pocket every single day and I like at work and stuff. Um, and so that's like probably the main thing that I do with them. And then I would say the past four months I've gotten really into crystal grids and using them for manifestation and like intentions. So crystal grid is a formation that you make with your crystals to manifest something into the universe. Um, I was going to read a little bit out of the book about crystal grids. Okay, so spirals represent the path to consciousness, and those are the grids I use the most because making a spiral with your crystals kind of like connects all of their energies. And it's supposed to be the one that you should use when you're kind of trying to, like, solve a problem or manifest something or have the universe show you the solution to that problem that you are, have been struggling with. Um, it says that circles are a representation of oneness and unity. Um, there's another crystal grid that looks like a Venn diagram. And it has the Latin word for it that I don't think I can say. Ves Vesica. No, I can't say it. But it looks like a Venn diagram. <laughs> and um, I'm like, I have no idea what that word is. <laughs> that one represents creation, and that one is actually used a lot with uh, women that are struggling with fertility. And then squares represent earthly elements, and triangles represent the connection between body, mind, and spirit. So the two um, crystal grids that I have used the most are spirals and triangles just because they're the two that I've tried and I feel more most comfortable with um so example of a crystal grid that I did this week is my husband had a car that he's had for a really long time that he's been wanting to sell and there was a buyer that had come and looked at it and he was thinking about buying it and so I actually did a crystal grid to set 
to manifest that the car would be sold or that our problems with this car would be solved. And so I wrote an intention on a piece of paper and I put it under the, in the middle of the crystal grid, you choose the crystal that you are feeling the best energy from or the one that is going to, um, like it's supposed to be for that specific like problem that you're experiencing. Um, and so I actually just chose my clear quartz because it has a lot of good energy and I was feeling like it had a lot of good energy. And so underneath, I put my clear quartz on top of the piece of paper that had the intention. And then around the clear quartz, you put, um, your other crystals in a spiral. And then you can either speak your intention out loud or say it in your head. And you kind of like, you take the clear quartz and you kind of connect it to all of the other crystals. Um, if that makes sense, I don't know how to explain it, but you like touch each crystal with the clear quartz while you say the intention. Um, and then you just leave the crystal grid out um, for a couple of days or for the full until the next lunar cycle. Um, and you see what comes of you manifesting that or what the universe delivers from that. Um, in this case, someone bought the car, so. It worked. It worked. <laughs> so yeah, um, but wow. you can, yeah, you can do it for lots of different things. If you're having like an emotional struggle or going through a stressful time, um, yeah, that was how I used my crystals this week and how I usually use them. And yeah, I love that. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten that advanced into crystals where I've used a grid. So I think it's really cool to hear about that experience and how that all works. Cause I feel like it seems intimidating at first, but then once you do your first one, you're like, Oh yeah, that's exactly the word. I'm like, that sounds so intimidating and so complex, but it sounds really cool. And I'm glad that you were able to manifest something like that and that you guys were able to sell the car. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Good riddance. I'm just kidding. But seriously. Um, (laughs) So my experience with crystals this week, or I guess my experience with crystals in general, or my fascination with them, I think started when I was a kid and went to a rock and mineral museum in Phoenix because... Before I started school, or even when I was in school, but for sure before I started school, uh, my I would stay with my Nana while my parents were at work, and she would just use our free time to take us to like museums and stuff. So one of the museums that she took us to is called the Rock and Mineral Museum, and of course there's like gemstones there too and crystals and everything. So I just thought it was like the coolest place, and it's literally just a building full of rocks. Um, but I just thought it was like super cool and like, they're all pretty and I just was like immediately drawn to them. And, um, there's like that, you know, I, you see them in, in a few places, but there was that like giant box of like gemstones or crystals or, or rocks that you could go through and like put in a little pouch and buy by pretty much by the ounce or whatever. Um, so I think that's like where it started and I never really knew like their purpose or their intentions. I just always had this like attraction to them. 
So um, I just have always had them, but I've never been like practical with them. So I've just, I've, whether it was like a gift from somebody or just me getting, I don't know, just being able to pick something out in a shop that we went to, like I've just always had crystals. And of course, like my birthstone is an amethyst. So I've, I've always at least had amethysts. And uh, it wasn't until a few years ago that I really actually started getting into the practice of utilizing my crystals. And the way that I like to use them, the two ways that I like to use them are to wear them as jewelry or to have them as worry stones. They're called worry stones or palm stones. And they're basically polished gemstones so that they're smooth and they have like an indent in the middle. So they're kind of like skipping rocks but they have an indent in the middle where you can like rub your thumb and it's basically like a fidget spinner before fidget spinners were invented and it's just a way to for you to like kind of channel your fidgeting into like an actual object but I like them because they're pretty dual purpose and they're pretty small and compact and smooth and easy to like take with you um, so I'll like wear, I'll, I'll also, I also carry crystals around in my pocket, <laughs> Melanie. So you're not alone in that. Yeah. Um, the only way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I carry them in my pocket, but most often I carry them in my bra, which is why I've lost a lot of crystals because at the end of the day, I forget that I have a crystal in my bra and then I take my bra off and then it falls out and then it breaks. So <laughs> I've lost, I've lost a few good ones. <laughs> oh, I've um, put a crystal in my bra. Yeah, and the reason for that is not to just, like, it's, it's well, sometimes it's because I'm wearing clothes that don't have pockets, and sometimes it's because I want the crystal close to my heart, which yeah. is a good practice with some of them, specifically um, rose quartz or amethyst. So I'll stick those in my bra on the left side and kind of have those close to my heart and that's really the only reason I also sleep with them under my pillows and I've um had quite a few crystals flung across the room because Brian's been changing the bed sheets and he doesn't know that I have crystals under my pillows or he forgets and they just go flying so he's <laughs> definitely experienced <laughs> the frustration of me just leaving crystals like everywhere does Max play with them no he doesn't he really? yeah he's blind well, yeah, and he doesn't jump on things. I always forget that your cat doesn't jump. My cat is blind, and he's not mobile. Not as mobile as he used to be. He's never really been able to jump. No, he he used to. Oh, really? Like, when he was a kid, he was wild. He used to jump on the counters. He used to scale the curtains. He used to get into the blinds. He used to, like climb up on all of my grandma's plants he used to like scale up her plants Aww. and then he broke his leg and then he stopped jumping on stuff I think it hurts him too much to like oh yeah be able to do that poor Max yeah my poor kitty is he's had a rough he's survived a lot of things yeah. <laughs> he's a tough kitty but anyways yeah so he doesn't play with them but I have crystals everywhere I keep them I keep some at my desk at work to help with stress um, obviously not only for them to be there for their properties, but also that dual purpose with the worry stone is just something that I can like hold in my hand and fidget with while I might be going through a stressful situation. And then the ones that I mainly use to put my 
like set my intentions into are the ones that I put under my pillow when I sleep. And yeah, the only thing I'm like not good about is cleansing my jewelry. So I'll cleanse my palm stones, but I always forget to like grab my necklaces and cleanse them as well. So I should probably do that this next full moon. Yeah. I also forget to do my jewelry too, just because it's not around my crystals. Yeah. It's like hanging separate on the jewelry stand. But I, every time I wear them, like I do appreciate like having that close by, having them close by. I don't know. I just, I really like, I, I guess I really like practical crystals. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's like something you can wear or something you can fidget with like a worry stone. Um, but I do want to get more standalone pieces to just like have around my apartment. And I want to experience, I guess I want to experiment more with different crystal forms, whether than besides just the practical ones, like the practical uses. Yeah, I would say if people are wanting to start with crystals, though, jewelry is a really good place to start. Definitely. Um, you can find it, like, everywhere, even at Target and stuff. And also, I'm going to post some pictures of my crystal collection on Instagram. You guys want to see that this week? Yeah. I think I want to get more into tying crystals in with other practices like tying them in like when I do yoga or tying them in like when I do tarot and stuff like that so I I always have just had them as like a standalone part of something that I put my intentions and energy to and I want to kind of interconnect the different things that I'm discovering as I try new things yeah that's a good idea so, yeah and I'm really interested in the book that you recommended, so I'm going to look into that because it looks like it has a lot of good information in there. Yes, and then, like, most of the book is just about each individual crystal and, like, what it stands for and what you should use it for, and it's a, like, history of that crystal. That's, like, most of the book. It's, like, a crystal encyclopedia. Yeah. Which is really nice because sometimes it gets overwhelming and it's hard to know like what direction you should go in or like what you should be getting and there's just like a whole bunch of different aspects like I haven't even gotten into like chakra crystals yeah, and either. practice with chakra but that really interests me too so it's like I mean it's just a whole other world that I just find so interesting same that's like my next thing about crystals i want to get into is the chakras yeah okay Honestly, i don't think i realized how like into crystals you guys were like i feel <laughs> like it hasn't been a common discussion until somewhat recently with melanie and her full moon situation <laughs> yeah i guess i just haven't like i just i don't know why but i it's i guess maybe i've just had a hard time trying to or finding a reason to start a conversation like, hey guys, guess what? I have amethyst in my bra right now. <laughs> or I don't know. I think like sometimes... I think that's a great conversation starter. <laughs> I feel like... Um, I also feel like they've just... I've just always had like at least 
something, like at least a piece of jewelry. And so I, I've never thought to just integrate that into conversation because it's just been so normal for me to just have like something around. And I feel like it hasn't been until like the most recent years um, that I've actually put into practice trying to like actually use the crystals for, you know, instead of just having them actually trying to utilize them and take advantage of their potential that they could have for me and my manifestations and stuff. But yeah, I don't know why, like, they haven't really brought them up. Like, especially with me, like sleeping with them under the pillows. Like I've been doing that for like at least two or three years. And I just, I don't know why I've never just brought it up. I want to start sleeping with them under my pillows, but I'm a stomach sleeper, so I feel like I would just, um, they would just go everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. You could put them, like, in your pillowcase so it doesn't, like, fall out and, or fall under the bed. I was also going to say you could put it under your bed, but that might mean that one of your cats would get it. Charles. (laughs) Specifically Charlie. Yeah. He's a crystal stealer for sure. Crystal thief. Um, do you guys want to hear a funny story about me having a crystal in my pocket at work? Yes. So Yes, I do. For, I think most everyone that listens to our podcast knows that I'm a teacher, but if you didn't know, I'm a teacher. And I work in elementary with K through two students. And I had a crystal in my pocket one day and also... Throughout the day, I just collect things that my students either hand me or if I, um, if my student has something that they shouldn't have and I have to take it away from them, it usually goes into my pocket. So at the end of the day, I'll have like some candy and a dinosaur and random picture card of something usually in my pocket. And one of my students is really obsessed with this fake play cell phone that I have in my classroom. And so that's usually in my pocket because he'll just leave it, like, in the hallway. He'll just, like, drop it as we're walking because he's done with it. So I'll have to stick it in my pocket. Anyways, I was taking... I had M&Ms in my pocket and I was taking the bag of M&Ms out of my pocket to give it to my students. And my crystal went flinging across the room... And one of my students picked it up, and he was, like, obsessed with it. And so he would not give it back to me. And so for (laughs) the rest of the day... He was manifesting. Yeah. And he was just, like, mesmerized by this crystal. And so for the rest of the day, I had to let him play with it. And I was so terrified that you he have to clean to the energy it. off this crystal it's not even a full moon anytime soon <laughs> i was just so afraid he was gonna lose it or eat it honestly don't like, eat yeah. crystals you haven't cleansed i was yeah. like oh you don't want that one you want the crystal okay that's fine <laughs> i also would be worried oh my gosh can you imagine if he ate it no be like, i don't need it back <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't Absolutely usually put not. things in his mouth, so he just was, like, he just loved it. Like, he was just, like, staring at it and rubbing it. Um, he's a very tactile child, so I think it was just, like, more, like, a sensory because it was a really, a really smooth one. And it was kind of, like, a speckly one. I don't remember which one it's called, but he was into it. And then I was, like, 
wondering about crystals for children because I know that babies wear necklaces what crystal is that that they wear it's like amber it's like an amber color they wear amber is it amber it is amber okay yeah it's supposed to help with like teething yeah just like their moods um Mm -hmm. they make baby necklaces yeah not just babies brand new information to me oh really I see so many yeah. kids wearing them, especially at school. There's a lot of kids that still wear them. Like, recently this is a thing, or, like, historically this is a thing? I feel like it's been more popular, maybe in the past ten years. Hmm. That's interesting. But, yeah. that Actually, kids wear them, not just babies. Babies and children. So it's supposed to help with, like, emotional regulation, too, I think. Yeah. It's supposed to help them not be little shits. Maybe I should wear one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I I d- didn't know actually that parents bought them for their kids to help with the moods. I just know because like my friend has done it that she had amber necklaces for her kids to help with like teething. It's supposed to help with like teething and drooling, but obviously there would be other beneficial properties to that. I just never knew that it was supposed to help with like emotional balance. Yeah. So that's really cool. Are you going to have, if you have kids, Melanie, are you going to have amber necklaces? Of course I am. <laughs> They're going to have, like, crystals in their diapers. <laughs> They're going to have crystals in their diapers. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> Definitely cleanse those crystals. Yes. <laughs> yes, cleanse them in every way. Yes, I'm going to have little moon children. It's going to be great. Hey, I love that for you. Thanks. Okay, Shauna, your turn. I didn't do anything with crystals this week because I don't have any crystals that I'm aware of mm. that I can think of. No, I, I don't think buy I even have any. I don't say I don't think I even have any jewelry crystals unless my engagement ring <laughs> counts. <laughs> no. Uh, but I don't know. I can't decide if it would be something I'd ever fully get into or I can't, or if it's like too woo woo for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's too witchy for you. John calls me, John calls me a witch. witch. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know. I was on witch talk for a while and that stuff seemed fun, but yeah, I don't know. There's like part of me that's just like a skeptic of it. And then I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know but I'm willing to try it like I think it would be cool and especially Brie like the worry stones like I could see myself really enjoying like even if I'm not like fully invested in whatever energy it's giving me just even like holding one like that like the smooth ones yeah. I could see myself really liking that you should get a well, clear quartz worry stone yeah okay and add it to my list something that I came across when I was kind of reading up on crystals was that in order to in order to really benefit from them you do have to be open to the you do have to like kind of open your mind and your heart to the energies and the intentions that you're going to be using the crystals for so i mean if anything you could just it's like i didn't really start out like that either i just kind of had them cuz i just liked them and 
I had the I had the worry stones because one of my coworkers had one, and she was like, she she had a moonstone one, and it was so pretty, and like so smooth. And then she was like, oh yeah, it's called a worry stone. You just kind of mess with it at your desk when you're stressed. And I'm like, that is so cute. And then so I had worry stones from that, and and then I just found like over the years, as I learned more and more about crystals, at uh, it just kind of, I don't know, you just kind of get into that mindset if you want to. And I guess if you decide to be open to using them as a tool, then you can. But I mean, that's not for everybody. Like, I don't think everybody needs them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like, I'm, like I said, I'm open to trying them. I think I just don't know how invested I am yet. Yeah. But it would be something. Not, I mean, it sounds super fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why that's like another reason though why I recommend clear quartz is cuz it's it is so inexpensive like I'm sure you can find some for as little as like $3. So it's just a really easy small investment to make to kind of see if you would even be into that thing. Um but obviously like if you wanted to expand your collection that is like, you know, money that you're investing into doing that so of course I can understand wanting to be sure and if that's even a road that you want to go down but for sure if you're a beginner with crystals and you just want to try it out you just want to see if it's for you like I think clear quartz for sure is the dip is the way to go and something that is either like jewelry or like a, a palm stone I honestly even if you don't believe in crystals I think palm stones or worry stones are amazing if you're like a fidgeter and you like play with your hair I'm all the time super a fidgeter or you play with like your jacket zipper or you you know, click your Mine's pen your tie I'm messing yeah with it all the time um it just gives you something to fidget it's like a fidget spinner like I said OG fidget spinner um I love them I have them everywhere I have one in my car I have one at my desk I have them in my room there's like one in the pocket of my jeans that are up there like they're everywhere I even gave one to Brian because he's also a fidgeter and has a high stress job and has the anxiety and so I even gave him one too <laughs> I know I don't have any worry stones I want to get one yeah um, I should send you guys some. I'm going to send you guys some. Oh, yes. Yes. When you guys come visit, we can go to the, like, crystal To the crystal shop. store? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up crystals. Yay. On to tarot cards. Yes, on to tarot cards, which I am so excited about. Okay, so tarot cards. Um... Just like a tiny bit of background for tarot cards, basically they used to be like a card game in like Italy, France, um, like 17th century like card game. They kind of look and resemble cards. They have like the face cards like king, queen, jack, you know, all that stuff, but they're they're the major arcana is what they're called. And then they have like the number cards as well, like one through ten of hearts, um, diamonds, clubs, things like that. And those are called minor arcana. 
Um, so around the 18th century is when they started kind of evolving and kind of being used for divination instead. And that kind of evolved into the 78 card decks that we see today for tarot cards. So within that 78 card deck, there are 22 major arcana cards, which is, are, are like the face cards or their trump cards, um, meaning they have like just like a higher value in the deck than say the minor arcana. And they represent 22 steps on a path from ignorance to wisdom. So whether that is from ignorance or the fool all the way to wisdom to, you know, balance with the universe. And then the 56 minor arcana are, they kind of represent less big picture things and more like everyday details. So when you do your readings, you use this combination of these big steps on this path to wisdom and tie them in with these everyday details to kind of um, tell a story, I guess. So something that started as a tool for divination definitely still is used in that way and is probably also used for occult purposes, but I use them more as a tool for um, introspection and manifestation. And uh, I kind of went over what I use them for in our journaling episode. So if you haven't listened to our journaling episode, you should, because I go into a lot of detail uh, about how I use uh, tarot cards. And it's kind of, I kind of see it as the cards telling a story. And when you do your spreads, whether that's just drawing one card or drawing three cards or having like a whole table or grid, like spread of cards, um, you're basically making your own connections between the meanings of the cards and really trying to figure out what that means for yourself and for your story and whatever situation that you're going through. Um, or if you're asking a question, if you're wondering about something in the future, um, it just really allows you to kind of tap into your subconscious and subconscious and figure out what you're trying to tell yourself or what you're trying to sort out because your mind can be like a very cluttered place and you know it I don't know about you guys but from one day to the next there's a lot of stuff where if it's not at the forefront of my brain like I completely forget about it until something somewhere along the way just triggers it and then it all comes back so it's just a really good way of kind of navigating your own self and your brain and your thoughts and also connecting that to like, you know, your heart and your, um, your dreams, your goals, your, your manifestations, things like that. So that's kind of how I use them. I kind of use them as just a therapeutic journaling tool. Um, just a way for me to kind of calm my mind and get thoughts out of my head and make connections from, you know, my thoughts like race a lot all the time so that it just kind of helps me slow down and pick apart what exactly is going through my brain. So that's kind of how I use them. And um, I typically do one or three card spreads because I'm still pretty new to using tarot cards. I haven't gotten into the more complex spreads. Um, but 
yeah, so that's how I use them. And um, so I went over the 22 major arcana and the 56 minor arcana. And then I'm just going to go really quick through the different symbols that are on the 56 minor arcana because they do mean different things um, and represent different things. Like they also connect into like physical elements and, um, uh, you know, your steps on into... Um, manifestation so one of the signs i guess the in other words this is kind of like this the suits like hearts diamonds clubs um but there are wands cups swords and pentacles so the wands can be kind of seen as the first step to manifestation it's the spark of beginnings they represent creativity passion desire and will they also represent the physical realm and the element that they're associated with is fire so th these are also used a lot with in in combination with astrology too the next symbol is cups which is symbolic of your emotions your relations and love it's a receptive and spiritual symbol and this on the path to manifestation it helps you emotionally align your desire to your ultimate creation or manifestation and the element that's associated with it is water the next symbol is swords which represent reason logic and intellect it represents action in the spiritual world so like wands are things that are happening in the physical world and then swords are things that are happening in the spiritual world. So um, it also kind of helps you, tarot cards also kind of help you connect whatever's in your brain with whatever may be going on in your life, like physically. Swords are associated with the air element and on the step to manifestation, they represent the planning. And then the last symbol are pentacles which represent worldly things like finances, sensuality, and the body. They are a receptive symbol while wands are more of an active symbol. And they are the final stage in creation, which is your manifestation. So those are kind of what those symbols mean and how they all intertwine. So you have all of these symbols that intertwine with the major arcana, which again are your steps from ignorance to wisdom. Cool. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all the notes I have. <laughs> That's a lot. That was a lot of information. Yeah. I actually got into tarot cards because of Brie. Because one day Brie was like, what? I have tarot cards. And then I was like, what? Yes. Remember? What I need this? Remember that day when you did that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, I do. When you did our readings? Yes. That was really when okay. I got into it. I mean, I had been wanting to get into it. But when you introduced that was when I was like, wow. I'm trying to remember how I got into them. I think I've just always wanted to find out more about them. And I've, I've always wanted to have a reading done. And I was talking to one of my friends about tarot and how we both really wanted a deck of cards. And then for her birthday, I bought her a, her own tarot deck. And then we just kind of did readings from there. And then I was like, I'm tired of using just your deck and I want my own deck. <laughs> and then I bought my own deck and then it's just been. It's so fun. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, it is fun. It is really fun. Like, I carry them around with me everywhere. I'm always like, do you want a reading? Do you want a reading? Do you want a reading? Or if I'm just bored, like, it's just really cool to, like, go through them and kind of see, like, what cards you'll pull and stuff. I just, I don't know. I find them really interesting. I find them very soothing. And, yeah, I recommend getting into it if you haven't already. 10 out of 10. Yeah, me too. Shauna, how did you use tarot cards this week? Um, so I kind of did a mix, and I have never really used them before. Um, I had to order a deck, so I had some to use. But I also got an app that you can do because that one was a little bit easier. So if I, like, forgot to do, like, go get the f- cards, I could just do it from my bed. Um, and I don't know if that counts or yeah. if that's cheating, but I did what that a couple times. What app did you use? Trusted Tarot? Oh, okay. I was going to see. I wanted to see if we had the same app. So I did that. And I, I mean, I like them. I, I feel like I've always thought tarot cards were kind of fun, but I guess they're more fun for me in the way that like horoscopes are fun. Um, again, something I take with like a grain of salt in general, but I agree, Brie, like, I feel like it's interesting and makes you a little bit more introspective and kind of forces you to make your own connections where it's like, where is this message applicable in my life? Yeah. And even if it's one of those things where it could fit anyone, you're giving it your own meaning and yeah. applying it to your life. And then it sort of helps you to think about those things more. I feel like that's kind of the way with astrology too, is I, I feel like it's kind of like, yeah, you don't have to take everything so literal, literally. It's kind of like just making your own connections and seeing what it's like you connecting with your inner self basically and kind of listening to your inner voice and seeing like what is that telling you what are you getting out of it kind of thing like you don't have to take everything super literally so I think it's it's a good thing that you take everything with a grain of salt (laughs) yeah exactly and so for mine I did again like you said i I'm not used to doing these all the time, so I did a combination of just doing, like, one-card pulls to just kind of see, like, what's going on in my day sort of thing. And then I also did a few of the three-card spreads, the past, present, future. Um, I just really like that one for some reason. Um, yeah, and I'm honestly, like, I can't remember all of them now. Even when you were saying all the different arcanas and stuff, I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> forgot all of them so I feel like it would take a while to really like remember all their meanings and stuff and I feel like I will probably take more of an interest in those and just learning them and agreed I feel like it's something just fun to do with people like I had a friend come over today and she saw them and she was like these look so fun we should do a reading and I was like yeah let's do it yes it's so So, I don't know I just feel like it's like a fun interactive thing which Um, which deck did you get? I don't know, girl. It was just a deck from Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie, what deck do you have? Do you have the the motivation, the Monday one? Yeah. With, like, that is, like... It's so pretty. Um, the halt is, like, holographic and stuff. That is, like, the most Melanie deck I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, which one did you get? Do you have it by you? Can I see it? 
Keisha, no, you're done. No, I can done. go grab it just a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think Shauna made a really good point, though, that um, she was like, oh, I, I don't know, like, all these different, like, meanings and stuff in the symbols. And just to, like, put it out there, like, I don't have all this stuff memorized either. I still have to use that little booklet that comes with my deck. I still reference it all the time, and I always have to have, like, the different meaning behind the different symbols and stuff like in front of me because I for sure don't have all of that stuff memorized yet. It's like 78 cards. Yeah, I'm sure that people who are well practiced and maybe who have been doing it for a really long time. um, Like that's just the thing. I think it'll take a lot of practice for you to, it's like 78 cards. So that's, that's a lot of meanings too. Yeah. I always have to look at the book. Memorize. Yeah. It's a lot. So, totally understandable. I have to do the same. Ooh, it has a box. Yes. So, um, give me one second. If you hear this, it's just playing the puppy drums. (laughs) In the puppy pack. The something. Um, okay, yes. So I grabbed mine, and it's just a little, it, came, it was just like a box set, and it says The Essential Tarot, and it's a book and card set, and it came with a little book to look through with, like, pictures or whatever. Okay. And it's nice because it's, like, tiny, so I don't have to carry it around, like, a big book or something if I take it somewhere. Yeah. Um, although I don't know how, like, big your book is. And then I have, it's just this one shiny on the outside oh yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it looks like a more it's like traditional the traditional yeah like the traditional i think it's like raider weight kind of style artwork on there yeah it says illustrated by mary henson roberts mm. that's, cool. that's good. Um, it's like a good classic one yeah yeah i just wanted more of like a basic one but i kept thinking about what you said brie about how when you get a deck you should like touch it and like feel the energy and stuff so I was worried about when I got this one that I don't know I wouldn't have like a connection with it I guess but I feel like it was I still liked it so maybe down the line I'll get like a fancier deck since this one's just like a small starter one yeah it's your starter one and if anything like you know you could put your own energy into it um Melanie what about you how did you use your tarot this week so It wasn't this week, but on New Year's Eve, I actually brought my tarot to my in-law's house and I did their reading and they really liked that. We did a, I always go on Pinterest and look at the tarot spreads on Pinterest and they have lots of different ones, Um, but they had a New Year's Eve one that was really interesting. And so I did that and they were like really into that. Um, And then actually, so John has gotten into tarot as well with me and so every Sunday we do our tarot reading together which has been really cool yeah you're converting him I know (laughs) I mean not saying that he was ever against it but I think that's really cool that he wants to participate too yeah and it's just like I just really like that time together that we have when we do it every Sunday um and they have like different like week like setting your week up ones like different 
on Pinterest if you look. They have different ones for like the week or like Sunday evening tarot and you can just like search different things like that. I like that though because it kind of gives you a reason to talk about like, oh, this is what's going on in my life that I think could be applicable to this. Yeah, yeah definitely. Maybe it's like something you wouldn't have thought to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, I didn't even think to look on Pinterest for tarot things, but I like how they have like focused, focused spreads. Mm-hmm. They have so because, many. Yeah. Because if you, if you just look at just the general spreads, I mean, I know the three card spreads have different, um, I guess like frames or focuses that you could pull for like past, present, future, like solution, problem, outcome kind of thing. Um, but I like that there are more specific ones like to set up for the week and stuff like that. So that's, I'm going to check that out because I haven't even thought of going on Pinterest for, for tarot. Yeah. I'll read you the one that we did this past Sunday what the spread was if I saved it as a picture um, while I look for it other thing that I do with my tarot cards that I did with my tarot cards this week is I did use them for journaling like how you talked about in the journaling episode about how you were using them and so I tried that a couple of times and I really liked that um, and then the last way that I use them is I was just doing like a one card poll sometimes um, throughout the week. Just picking one card. Yeah, I think that was it. And yes, I do have like a more modern deck, I guess. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. I don't have it with me, but it's something Monday. Yeah, it's like Monday, motivational Mondays. No, yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. It's something to do with Mondays, but it's like a very like affirmation-y positive deck mm-hmm. yes i almost bought that one as my first deck but then i was like i fucking hate mondays why would i buy this <laughs> <laughs> that's true okay so the one that we did last week was for okay so it was a four card spread so it was the challenge for the week the energy to use for the week, energy to avoid that week, and the outcome of the week. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds you just search so like good. tarot spreads on Pinterest, you'll find so many. Yeah. No, I really want to do that. I think I think that would be something really cool to do on a Sunday night if Uh, by myself or if Brian wants to participate because we both definitely get the Sunday scaries oh yeah there's another one that we've done it's called the Sunday night dread spread it's a three card (laughs) spread and the first card is what do I need to do this week the second card is what do I need to overcome this week and the third card is what will be the outcome of this week it's called the Sunday night dread spread oh my god (laughs) I had no oh idea God. about all these specific spreads. I just use the ones that are like that are in my little booklet or in the app that I use alongside my deck. Yeah. I've done those too. Yeah. I just was like, I wonder if there's different spreads on Pinterest. And of course there was. Uh, of course. 
course there are. Oh my gosh. I, this is why I love you, Melanie. This is why we keep you. Aww. Here, I'll uh, send you that one. I just sent it in our group message. So just you can do it. The self-love queen. The self-help queen. Self-love queen. Crystal queen. Crystal queen. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're saying crystal clean, but like with a... Oh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Brie. It's a queen. <laughs> Brie, how okay. do you use your tarot cards this week? Well, um, this week, since we did just pass New Year's, I also did a New Year's reading. I didn't do one on New Year's Eve, even though I brought my deck to the boys' house to do a New Year's Eve spread. I think I was more focused uh, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I was more focused on enjoying my last day of sobriety <laughs> before <Same>. doing sober <laughs> January. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, we're doing a sober January, so I think on December 31st, I was more like, I need champagne in my body now. And it was so funny because, like, one of the boys was like, wait, aren't we supposed to open champagne at midnight? And I was like, absolutely not. We're opening it before midnight this year. <laughs> Um, there's no so, time. There's no time. Once the clock strikes midnight, that is it. No more alcohol is going into this body. So, um, yeah, I brought my cards, but I never actually did one. I did, however, do a New Year spread on a FaceTime with my um, friends, a couple of girls that I work with, and then one of them who um, we used to work with, and then she moved back to New Zealand. So that was really cool to, like, have this facetime this transcontinental facetime and she actually was also one of the people that got me into tarot and we all did like a tarot night together when she still lived in seattle and it was just really fun and it was like so nice to just have like one of those really deep talks with like your girlfriends and i loved it so we wanted to do a new one for for new year's and kind of just see what 2021 holds for us um, I did my own separate, like, private reading, or not private, but, like, my own separate reading for myself for 2021, just to kind of see, like, you know, what does 2021 hold for me? And then throughout the week, I've just been doing, like, random pulls. Um, I think I've been doing more one pool, one card pulls this week, just throughout the day or randomly when I want, like, I don't know when I want to refocus my thoughts or I want like a new affirmation or I just like, you know, I just feel like it. I always like to see what's going to come next, like what the cards are going to hold. And I feel like this week especially was a really hard week to go through. It was kind of a stressful beginning to the new year uh, in case, you know, obviously we're listening to this a little bit in the future, but I'm sure all of our friends in America and our listeners around the world, our one listener in Portugal and our one listener in Nigeria. If anybody needs reminding, which I'm sure they don't, we had the incident at the Capitol building earlier this week. And so it's just been like a really difficult, anxiety-ridden week. So I feel like... Plus going back after the holidays to plus work Plus going back to work after the always terrible in itself. True, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, plus on top of that, again, spoiler alert, we're all doing Sober January. So it's just been a very sober, somber week. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just needed, 
a few polls here and there to kind of journal about. Um, I didn't journal about all of them. I, I just sometimes I just wanted to kind of take a break from work or take a break from my thoughts and just do tarot and kind of see like, you know, what this card was centered on and, and what I could do to recenter my thoughts on a more positive thing. And what else? Yeah, I mainly just use them for journaling, but also for entertainment too, you know, I'm, if I'm just bored. Um, so I use my uh, tarot deck, which is called the Moonchild Tarot. And it has a little booklet in there that not only gives like a little bit of a background, but also has like the meaning behind the symbolism in each of the cards and affirmations or questions that you can ask with them, uh, depending on if you pull a major or minor arcana, it has either an affirmation or a, a question. Oh, I like that. I That is one thing about, even though I like having like the small book because it makes it a little bit easier to like use or like bring with me mm -hmm. um I feel like I wish it had more information like that in it because it was pretty like basic it's pretty stuff basic. about the card like a short little blurb and I'm sure there's a lot more to be known about them yeah uh one thing that I I guess like one tiny downside that I have to my deck or any deck where it's not a traditional deck is that depending on the artist who creates the deck, they it's the meanings and interpretations are always going to be like a tiny bit subjective because it's obviously their interpretation of the art and of the deck. So that's why I always use my deck in combination with an app. The app that I use is Golden Thread Tarot. And I like it because it gives you like a little like you can actually take little lessons on there where it'll give you like a little lesson behind each of the um of the suits and like the difference between major and minor arcana and what tarot is and how you can how you can read cards and it also has like different spreads that you can use and my booklet does too so the app and the booklet both have ideas of different spreads that you can use but i also like this app because um if any of the people listening to our podcast want to try out tarot, you do not have to go out and buy a tarot deck. If you download Golden Thread Tarot, which is a free app, you can do a digital reading and use the deck on the app. And um, it also has the definitions, like the meanings for each card. I will just say, though, that the definitions for each card are a little on the basic side. And there's no supplemental, like, app affirmations, questions, or anything like that. So if you do like only use the app, I would also recommend uh, Googling the card that you draw and kind of seeing other sources and their interpretations of that card just to see what really speaks to you and what interpretations um, kind of resound with what you're trying to get from your reading. So that's how I used mine this week. It sounds like all of us did kind of like a New Year's reading. Yep. Yep. Should we, I don't know if this is too long, but should we all like do a one card poll? I was gonna suggest that. that. Oh, I got my deck. Hold on. We are on. Oh, I can pull yours for you, Melanie. Oh, okay. Sounds good. I think, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that, I just feel like there's like energy around them and maybe that's not going to be the yeah. most accurate, Melanie. but. Go get your deck. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll all like we'll all do some shuffling AMR ASMR, and then uh, pull our cards. Um, my deck is called Mystic Mondays Tarot. Mystic Mondays. Just, Just another, another Mystic, Mystic Monday. Monday. <laughs> and it is very holographic and great. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I almost bought that one, but I was like, I fucking hate Mondays. Why am I getting a deck <laughs> with Mondays Have you seen on it, it, Shauna? Like, it's like, um... I don't think so. shiny. Ooh. Super tea. All right, are you ready to do a poll? Yeah. Are we pulling all at the same time? I already pulled mine. Oh. I got the magician. Ooh. Yes. I'm going to read my little blurb. Read blurb. Tell us what it means. I love that word. Blurb. Blurb. I do too. Keywords. Inventive manifestation. True potential. You've got the spark. Creation is the name of the game. Whether you pour your energy into a new life cycle or creative project. This is a time of pulling in all your resources to manifest your desires. Your toolbox is complete with anything you could ever need, and if it isn't, the right tools will appear exactly when you need them. You are resourceful and constantly find innovative solutions to problems with grace and ease. The universe has your back and will provide you with the power to manifest your desires in the external world. Infinite opportunities are available as you continue to flow. Be clear about your intentions and use them to fuel purposeful action. The more specific you are, the more you magnetize your creative energy and manifest magic. Claim your power. These blurbs wow. in my book are Wait. very, like, interesting. Did you just say you pulled the magician? Yeah. I just pulled the magician. That's, uh, that's oh so weird. God. I want to see what mine Claim says your power, Shauna. I don't know, like, this one, I don't know how to, like, find it quickly <laughs> in mine. Yeah. Allow time for flicking through the book. Mine has a, like, table of contents in my book. That's always, like, the most awkward part about, like, when I'm doing a reading for someone else. I'm like, hold on, 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 Okay, the magician says, the magician ruled by Mercury, the messenger of the gods, a strong man lifts a wand while the tools of magical practice are set before him. Signifies the channeling of life force from above to below. This deeply masculine card suggests powerful energy. The magician has the ability to summon new ideas. Yes. That is such a good card to pull for this episode. Because um, it's all about manifestation. And really, like... Um, just sharing what we've learned about connecting the spiritual world with the earthly world. So I think that was a good card to pull. I yeah. did not pull the magician, <laughs> but that would have been really funny if I did. That would have been I, so weird. <laughs> I even picked up the next card to be like, is it the magician? Like, oh my God. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop. Oh no. What? No, but the card that I actually pulled, so the card on top of it was the lovers. So I'm going to read that. So everybody at home, this these cards that we're pulling for you, see if they resonate with you. First one is the magician. The second one is the lovers. And I actually pulled this one as a reversed card, meaning that I pulled it and it's upside down. 
So, um, the lovers are a potent symbol of the heart and can indicate a deep platonic friendship or romantic love in your life. This energy represents the soulful connections we make that call out beyond lifetimes or experiences. When we find someone who is truly familiar and safe and resonate within our field of wisdom and beliefs, the choices you make, however, may also affect your future path, so it is important to think them through on an individual level. How can you strengthen your own relationship with yourself before building a strong connection with another? Remember to mutually honor and celebrate your own dreams and stories. Your combined choices will always stand true when your foundation is equally imbued with self-love and support. So that's just like the general meaning or association with the lovers. The reversed meaning um, says that this placement prompts us to think about our notions of love and how these have been satisfied within our lives. Have we been active in honoring the intentions of our heart? And do we meet our partners or loved ones halfway? It may be a good time to establish a sense of direction or priorities in order to make room for opportunities and growth. Keywords associated with the lovers are balance, unity, celebration, friendship, and love. Two questions. How am I honoring my own life path? And am I ready and open to receive or give love? And then my book also has astrological and gemstone associations. So the signs associated with the lovers are Gemini, Mercury, and Venus. And then gemstones associated with this card are rose quartz and green kyanite. So cool. That's cool. I like all that extra information with it. I'm going to have yeah. to get a more in-depth book. Yes. All right. Well, that is our crystal and tarot card episode. I hope that everybody learned something, and I hope that it made you want to go buy crystals and a tarot deck. And if you already use crystals or a tarot deck, we would love to hear what you do to use them in your everyday life. Yeah. How do you implement those? And um, if you are way more experienced at crystal or tarot cards and want to school us, please send us an email <laughs> and like just share what your experiences are. What do you love about it? If you've tried it for the first time, let us know how it went. We'd love to know. You can find us at Trials and Error Podcast on Instagram and Trials and Error Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast on Apple or Spotify, please do that. And please leave us a review because we love to hear what everyone is thinking about the podcast. Yeah, let us know how we're doing so far. How do you like season two? Did you come from season one? Are you a brand new listener? Who are you? Do you live <laughs> in Nigeria? <laughs> or Portugal. Who are you people? We How want to know. We want to be friends. Yeah. Just want to chat. Alright, okay. well, what are we doing next week, guys? Next week, we're talking about nighttime routines. So in season one, we talked about having a morning routine, and this season, we're going to talk about having a nighttime routine. Yes. yes. One that isn't just scrolling TikTok until you fall asleep. <laughs> My favorite nighttime routine. Um, any hesitations, reservations, excitement, feelings that you guys have? 
I feel like I've um, actually been working on this for a little bit. Like, just personally, I've been wanting to establish a nighttime routine just because I've heard it helps with sleep so much. And I was struggling with sleep a lot the past mm-hmm. couple months. And so I feel like I kind of have already found my nighttime routine. So I'm interested. Once I start doing, like, the research on it, I'm interested to see if I'm doing what I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm good about, like, going to the bed at the same time for the most part, um, at least during the week, but I'm not always, I'm a little bit lazy at night, like, I'm not always good about, like, doing my skincare routine or, like, doing other stuff, and I actually don't know, like, a ton of other ideas for a nighttime routine, so I'll have to do some research and get some ideas. Yeah, dig into that. Um, I'm excited. I think this will be easier for me than the morning routine because I'm I'm already a night owl. So, but I'm interested in having more structure to my evenings because I'm also like after work, I'm also just like so tired and then you have to do like so many things after you get off of work, like have to take care of animals, then you have to figure out what you want for dinner and you know, so I'm really looking forward to finding that space for myself at night and if it does help with sleep I'm down (laughs) because sign me up I have backslid into this I I feel like I was at a good sleeping routine last year like where I, I had like a decent bedtime and I was waking up at a decent hour every morning and now it's my body is like, you know what would be really fun is if we stayed up until 1 a.m. during the week and 3 a.m. during the weekends. And I'm like, please, we have so late. <laughs> I'm like falling asleep right now. It's only 10.30 and it's the weekend. Oh my gosh, I was just like, I I was just feeling like, it's, I, I feel like it's like six o'clock right now and it's 8.30. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. second brain you're gonna go third okay huh? as far as See? like the intro like saying and i'm this person Brie's always third. panics because she doesn't know which order she goes in. and i'm like in the facetime like me you me you me you me you me you me you <laughs> <laughs>